Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and here is Martin Grunberg. Martin, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Nick Polkuski, it is terrific to be here. How are you, buddy? I am doing outstanding. How are you doing? I'm doing well today. Uh, another another great day in sunny San Diego. <laughs> yeah, don't rub it in too much. We had snow today. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah, it was actually snowing a little bit. Oh my goodness. Wow, well, maybe you can send water our way. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We need water. Of course, we have an entire ocean right here. We just got to figure out how to uh, tap into that. And then I think we'll, we'll have a few, a few issues solved. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyhow, you got a GTR for me today? Um, I do. Today actually was, well, the last couple of days have been really exciting and I've really enjoyed them um, because I've been working on a podcasting course, actually, and it's getting ready to, ready to be launched here soon. That's great. And I think that may have been one of your last ones, too. So it sounds like there's some good progress. Yeah, I okay. That. I wasn't sure. I was kind of wondering about that, too, if I had that yeah. in the last, one of the last episodes. But yeah, no, it's uh, made some great progress this week. Uh, basically, have I'm doing a little launch for it, so I have those videos all set and ready to go, and everything's actually all dialed in. And now, just kind of waiting the day for the day to actually launch it. Cool. And and when you do, let's talk about it some more, so people can get you know pricing and understand what they're going to get out of it. Because I said this to somebody the other day. Uh, it's going to be funny. I think in, I don't know if it's two years, three years, five years, but at a certain point, you're going to be in a room with 10 random people and four of them at least are going to have a podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, that's probably going to be true. I know. It's crazy. So anywho, uh, my GTR is the 14-year-old daughters playing soccer. I think you know that, playing competitive at a pretty high level. And they went to something out here in California is known as the State Cup. And they have two divisions, a governor's division and then a president's division. This team has made it incredibly to the final four. So they're going back this weekend, which is the third weekend back to like somewhere in L.A., San Bernardino. Um, anyhow, it's it's pretty thrilling. They're they're. You know, these teams are so closely matched and to see her have this experience at this high a level. I mean, this is U14. Obviously, it's 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 just getting really competitive and it's getting really interesting. So super fun. And on a related note, you remember it was one or two podcasts back. If you rewind, we talked about relaxation. Mm-hmm. And so, so they're at halftime in the biggest game of their the team's existence, and the coach starts talking to them about the movie they watched last night, and the girls, <laughs> the girls all start getting like, 
you know, pissed. They're like, what are you doing, coach? We got a game. What's going on? And I thought it was brilliant. And it was just his tactic, of course, to get them to relax, to de-stress over the moment. So, and they didn't have a clue what he was doing, right? And so she's sharing this story to me like it was the weirdest thing. And then I explained to her later how brilliant it was, at least in my estimation. No, I agree. That's pretty awesome. There is a similar story. You may have heard this. I, I don't even know if we brought it up on the Relax podcast where where the Niners were playing against Cincinnati. They're on their own like eight-yard line. There's two or three minutes left in the game, and they're down by six or five. And Montana has the team in the huddle. Did, did we talk about this one? I don't think we did. I don't remember do it, you, at least. Do you remember what – yeah, so what he says is – he points into the stands and he goes, is that John Candy? And the guys are like, what? Like, are you kidding me? There's a few minutes. This is the Super Bowl. We're down by whatever. And we got a score to win. And he's wondering if that's John Candy. So very similar tactic, right? I, just, to, I, just to break up the tension. I thought it was brilliant. Oh, definitely. But I, I know I got to ask the big question. Who's Uh-oh. John Candy? What's that? I said, who's John Candy? You said that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Seriously? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my God. So he's like, <laughs> so he is, and I'm glad you're bringing it up, uh, just a phenomenal comedian. He's passed away. He's, um, Google it. You'll find, he's just, you know, if you, did, have you ever seen planes, trains, and automobiles? Yes, I have. Okay, so that's John Candy, okay, the, nice. the the large, I don't want to say fat, the larger dude. Got it. Very funny guy. So there's there's Montana, and he's saying, is that John Candy? And trying to break the tension. The other follow-up really quick, because this is going longer than I anticipated, <laughs> is we talked about rituals. We spent a whole podcast on rituals, and I'm sure you recall, Nick, it was only in the context – or mostly as it relates to productivity. Right. But you, guess what? Performance and rituals. I mean, if you've ever seen, and you know this, an NBA player shooting free throws, they have their, they'll bounce the ball the same amount of times and go through their ritual. An Olympic swimmer will go through their rituals. So ritual is not just tied to productivity, but of course, performance. So just wanted to to loop back really quickly and tie that up. Do you have any comments there? No, I, and I think that's a great point. I, you see rituals so many places, you know, and really it is for me, it's the big thing. I I think that's such a great episode. So if our listeners haven't heard that episode, be sure to go listen to that because I do think, like you said, rituals are really what allows you to perform at your highest level. They allow you to just clear your mind and get focused and actually just, almost unconscious or unconsciously produce results. Well, I'm glad you said that. So that I think is the big key. It takes you out of this where you're, you're, you're conscious, you're deliberate, you're too self-aware. The last thing you want to be doing, you're shooting a free throw to win a game. And, and I'm no NBA player, but, but I can only imagine last thing you want to be doing is thinking, Oh my God, am I going to make this? Am I going to miss this? What's going to happen? What are they waving behind the backboard? 
really they just go they go totally unconscious. They bounce the ball three times. It puts them in this state, and then they they shoot and probably make it nine out of ten times. So. Excellent point, Nick. I love it. Um, today I want to talk about – I have 14-ish qu- quotes and this idea of philosophy as a subject. And so I'm probably going to read a little bit out of like Wikipedia and then I want to talk about these quotes and how I think this affects the reader slash listener in that – People often ask, you know, where did these ideas come from? How is it you came to write a book? What is the the philosophy behind whether it's how you live or, again, I think they're interwoven within the book. So there are some key quotes. We know I love quotes that are representative of this, these philosophies, if you will. So the first thing is the word philosophy comes from ancient Greek, which literally means, and I love this, the love of wisdom. Mm, Did you know that, Nick? I did not know that, but I think that's really awesome. (laughs) It is really awesome. Um, And in more casual speech, as I continue to read, by extension, philosophy can refer to one's most basic beliefs, concepts, attitudes, of a particular individual or group. So I'm sure you're aware of that. Yes, that one I've kind of kind of got the gist of that one before. You got the gist. And then it, it is also the study of general or fundamental problems such as those connected with life, reality, existence, knowledge, values, reason, language, etc. Philosophy is distinguished from other ways of addressing such problems by its critical, generally systematic approach and its reliance upon, you know, quote-unquote rational argument. The reason I thought it was so interesting, there's two. I'm listening to a particular podcast and an interview, and the host says, well, I hate to use the word philosophy, you know, kind of for lack of a better word. And, and the the lady being interviewed says, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, you know, like check up. I think that's exactly why we must use the word because it has this kind of almost a negative connotation and a misrepresentation. So as soon as she said that, I was like, wow, I I love that because I'd never, I've only thought of it as something extremely positive. And if you've read The Habit Factor, you know that philosophy is just woven through the work. So as soon as she said it's something we need to promote and talk about, then I started thinking, well, what are the what are the ideas and ideals that framed it? And then I just kind of reached back and said, what are the first kind of quotes that made me start studying this stuff? So before I dive in to a few quotes, do you have any comments or questions? Uh, no, not right now, actually. I, I know I have just kind of a vague understanding of some different uh, philosophies. Uh, it's one of, the, one of my favorite classes, actually, that I, I took like one class in philosophy in college, and I really liked it. Um, 
and I, I'm just actually started diving into some of the Stoics a little bit, uh, but that's right. been very, very recent for me. And I just found um, that that's something that I seem to really be jiving with. Really seems to, um, you know, kind of almost feel like I've kind of lived some of those philosophies already, and it just seems to explain things really well to me. That's yeah, and and funny isn't the right word, but. So what is it that uh, kind of resonates about stoicism for you? Um, it's a good question. I think it's more of the fact of basically using those obstacles and challenges that get you know you have in your path, using those to really uh, create the life or create the way around them to create the answer because of the obstacles that you face. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. And that's so and this is what that gal was saying in the podcast. She said, look, that a philosophy is a framework for which everyone lives their life by. And my philosophies may vary from yours. And then, of course, there's 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 schools of thought and frameworks for everybody. And so I wanted to kick this off also with a quote from. Henry David Thoreau from Walden, and it says, to be a philosopher is not merely to have subtle thoughts, nor even to found a school, but so to love wisdom as to live according to its dictates, a life of simplicity, independence, magnanimity, which is a great word, and trust. So I think that really kind of tease us up or, or sets us, sets us off on a good place. So I'm going to dive in. Interestingly enough, mm. and, and take it again. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. So let me know when to go. Go for it. All right, so the first one is also from Henry David Thoreau, and it's if one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to live the life which he has imagined, he will, which is super fascinating, he will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. And for me, that was just a, a big, like, wow, like, you know, lightning strike and and. It wasn't because it was the first time I saw it, it struck me. It was probably on the 50th time. But for whatever reason, when it did hit me, it was so clear that there were certain very, very important messages here. Advance confidently. Don't second guess because there are no real answers. There's just information. And then... um, and then it's you're the director, you're the producer. In other words, you're advancing confidently in the direction that you have imagined, which is super important. So you create the picture and then you go after it confidently. And then the thing that really took me by surprise was the the statement he will meet with a success like it's it's guaranteed and i thought 
you know, wow. Like, how, how is that possible that he knows somebody guaranteed is guaranteed to meet their success? And then the fourth part is it's unexpected in common hours. So it's the type of thing where I might realize right now having advanced confidently, right, towards my ideal future that here I am in a common hour and it's like, wow, this is this is fun. This is what I want to be doing. <laughs> so what do you think of that, buddy? Uh yeah, no, I I guess I don't even know where to where to begin yeah. with that. I I think I think that's really almost kind of describes what we're really all kind of trying to do is really find that I, I just resonate with that common hour place. You know, that common that commonality of really all coming together. Yeah, me me too. It's this idea that you you're kind of you're reading to your kid on a beach or you're teaching them to surf and and then you're like wow this is quote unquote my success because it's an ideal situation that I've pursued confidently yeah. so i have too many of these to spend 20 minutes on each but that's the first and i'm going to spend less time as we move through them and just share them so number 2 is I believe it's Socrates. I should probably look it up. The unexamined life is not worth living. And that's pretty much self-explanatory. I, for, for our employees, that's at the top of every uh, personnel review because they, they do their own reviews. And, and for, me, for me, that was transformative. It was just this, again, I was a much, much younger man. And I was like, really? Hmm. So... My life isn't worth living if I don't examine it. <laughs> and then you get into all sorts of interesting questions, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so this is one ahead. that's, yeah, really has resonated with me throughout the years. Uh, I, I actually remember first hearing that when I was in probably early high school. And I've kind of had an off and on like journaling experience. Uh, it's gotten a lot, a lot better the last couple of years. Uh, and now so much so that I actually even have, you know, just my normal journal for like everyday kind of stuff. But then I also have a business journal. So I just focus on specific business aspects every day. And I've just found su that's been such a huge help here these last couple of months. That's really important. And I'm glad you shared that with the reader slash listener. That is, that's powerful. I mean, that's your experience and you're examining. So, so you're taking the time to examine. That's great. The third one is something I came to after teaching many um, classes for something called junior achievement as a volunteer instructor. There's a bit of a long story here, but I was teaching success skills. I think I've even shared some of this before, but we had to define what success is. What I found is if 10 people are in a room – and I say, who wants to be successful? Everybody raises their hand. If I then ask them, can you define success? Guess how many people keep their hand up? About one. Yeah. So it's interesting to me. Everybody's hunting, going after something, and they don't know what it is they're going after. It's hard to hit a target you can't see. So it became incumbent upon me, if I'm teaching kids something, 
uh, called Success Skills, I ha- we had to have a definition. And it was great for me. Turns out their curriculum had a definition, which was success is creating your future. To me, that was kind of funny because you could go live in a dumpster and you'd be creating your future. (laughs) So it needed only a slight tweak. So I added creating your ideal future. (laughs) And what's really great, if I don't (laughs) say so my darn self, is if you tie that back to what Thoreau was saying, you can see there's a similarity there. So it's very succinct and it allows for um, modification over time. You know, Muhammad Ali said, if a man views the world the same at 50 as he did at 20, then he's wasted 30 years of his life. So when I say success is creating your ideal future, the beauty is it's a framework that allows it to change as you mature. That's all. So that's quote number three. Quote number four comes from Norman Vincent Peale. I'm sure you've heard of him. Yes, absolutely. The Power of Positive Thinking, one of my favorite books. And another great is The Power of Positive Imaging. Um, And it's simply this, conceive, believe, and achieve. Nice and simple, nice and straightforward. I like it. Beautiful. Number five, because I know we got to crank. Whether you think you can or you can't, and it's on a it's on a plaque right behind me as I do this. Whether you think you can or you can't, you are right or correct. It's really right. But who said that? Do you know? I don't know. Uh, wait. Know, uh, do you know who? Yep. I want to say okay? Henry Ford, but it might not. <laughs> yes, you nailed it. Good, Henry Ford. I think you were just Googling it. No, I actually wasn't. I should have. Okay. I should be a little faster on my Googling skills. Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Absolutely. Number six, action is the real measure of intelligence. Who said that? Putting you on the spot. That I uh, I feel like maybe... Einstein for some reason, but that could be completely wrong. No, that's a great guess. It's uh, Napoleon Hill. Okay. At least last I checked. So I want to drill down or elaborate on that just a hair. And it's because, like you, I'm sure we know so many super smart people. And sometimes being smart is a bit of an inhibitor, right? Because They plan, they plan, they plan, they plan, and then they plan some more, and then they think about everything that can go wrong. And those are all good things, but they don't take action. And so I just love that quote. It reminds me to, you know, there was that book, it's Ready, Fire, Aim, just reminding you, just (laughs) take action, right? Get feedback. Number seven. All men's natures are alike. It's their habits that carry them far apart. Mm. That, of course, is on the cover of The Habit Factor. And that, of course, is Confucius. And it's in many ways was the catalyst for for so much of, of The Habit Factor, the app, the book, that, that awareness – that single quote 
changed, uh, you know, and it's weird. It gives me a little chills to think not only to change my life, but, but out of that, the book and the app and, and many others. So very cool. Number eight, the great use of life is to spend it for something that will outlast it. Mm. I feel like I have to go scrambling for who wrote that. But I know in the back of my head, oh, the great use of life. It's actually in my book. Do you know who said that? I do not. I, do not. I can't help you You don't? There. No, imagine that. Oh, um, that is too funny. Great use of, I'm going to give it to you because I know, yeah, it pops right up. Yeah, it is William James. Perfect. Which is known as, you know, the father of modern psychology. And if it isn't, it's somebody similar to him. <laughs> but that's what it says. Uh, and I love that because what is it underscored? Underscore service. We, we have to I, – I shouldn't say we have to. You don't have to do anything. To be fulfilled, to be happy, uh, to feel like you're contributing, being of service is great. And people can do that many, many different ways. I know of – very good friend of mine drives old people around as a volunteer service and he meets interesting people, I bet. super interesting people and gets to hear amazing stories because some of these people are like 90, right? Mm. So just a few years away, Nick. <laughs> yeah, just a few, just a few. Just a few. Um, so I had that down as number eight and number eight A also with the theme of services, there are two great days in your life, when you are born, and when you find out why. And I believe that is Mark Twain. That's, that sounds right. And that's pretty fantastic feeling when you think you're on to why you're, you know, why you should be here, why you're around, what, what really excites you in terms of work. Mm -hmm. So we'll move to nine. Genius. Speaking of chills, this one kills me. Genius is eternal patience. And it's this, I know we've talked about this, but it's this idea that you just keep working, keep grinding, keep doing what you're doing, be patient. And um, in fact, quick parenthetical thought, I was at a uh, presentation by the founder of UGG. You know what UGG boots are? Yes, I do. Okay, so this is the guy that created them, and he's a bit older, and he just presented here in San Diego, and he says how everybody calls him lucky, and he spent about an hour and a half telling us how one thing after another went wrong. Like, I mean, just, it was brutal. He he even lost the company at one point, didn't realize he, he sold off all his shares, and but the long and the short of it is in his presentation, he's coming back around now and he's sharing with entrepreneurs. He called it being a, a joyful guppy. And he also said, nobody, <laughs> nobody gives birth to adults. <laughs> and my, my wife was like, this is the wisdom you guys are paying for. <laughs> but that is brilliant. And, and it's just a statement of patience, right? Yeah. So – a joyful guppy. 
Be joyful. And that brings us to 10. We try to tie this up. Every day is day one. This is Kelly Slater. He's 11-time world surfing champion. He's been on the tour 20 years. And just to put that into perspective, the last guy to win more than three championships was, or the most ever, was four. And it was Mark Richards back in, I think, the 80s. So he's doing tricks at 40-something on a surfboard, aerials and maneuvers that didn't even exist when he he became a pro. So it's just a reminder to constantly learn. Every day is day one. Just a great quote. And they probably, in my mind, it explains why the guy is still winning championships when he's competing against guys that could be his his kid. Yeah. It's yeah. nuts. Um, number 11, to know and not to do is not to know. That's Confucius. Number 12, this is, I'm filing this one under always worth remembering. Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. <laughs> And number 13 is borrowed from a book, which I have not read. I believe it's called Quality is Free. And good things happen when planned, bad things on their own. So given that we're just about out of time, that's probably a terrific place to start. I want or stop. And I just want to share a few books that kind of help round out some of this philosophy. Perfect. Yeah. Let's dive do you have it? Do you have any uh, thoughts or comments, or should I just touch on some of those? Um, I mean, I let's just dive into some of the books. Okay. I think. Okay, so we got the. It's the pronunciation of it, but it, I it, you could say the Tao to Ching, but it's the Tao to Jing, which is. Uh, a brilliant Chinese book by Lao Tzu or reportedly by Lao Tzu. But what's important for you to know, listener, is that if you find the translation by the author Brian Brown Walker, and it's T-A-O, new word T-E, new word C-H-I-N-G, the Tao Te Ching. And we'll be sure and to then, link all that? that. We'll be sure to link all the books up in the show notes page as well. Perfect. And he's also um, has a translation of the I Ching, which is just brilliant. Both these books are probably a hundred pages, and they're just fantastic. Um, the other one, I don't even know if it's in print. How would Confucius ask for a raise? <laughs> It's a terrific book. It's actually what led me to the I Ching. And we talked of The Power of Positive Imaging and Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. The Richest Man in Babylon, terrific. As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. Mm -hmm. Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. I've had several people recommend that book to me recently. You haven't read it yet? Not yet. Uh, I think you'll... I think you'll really dig it. It's great. Think and Grow Rich. Um, Wayne Dyer's The Power of Intention or Positive Intention, I believe. 
And then, just for fun, because people ask if I ever read anything that is fiction, and the answer is mostly not. But but back in back in the days when I could afford to be cynical, <laughs> I loved Kurt Vonnegut. I mean, I've read pretty much everything the guy ever wrote back in the early late high school, early college days. So nice. I'm going to touch on a few. My favorite. Have you read any Vonnegut? I have not. Oh, you would. I think you'd love it. So the first one is Sirens of Titan, my pretty much all-time favorite. He's most known for his most popular work was Slaughterhouse-Five, which is good, but in, you know, one man's opinion, Sirens of Titan. Then there's Breakfast of Champion, Breakfast of Champions, I should say, Cat's Cradle, Dead-Eyed Dick, Jailbird, Mother Night, Welcome to the Monkey House and Breakfast of Champions. I like it. So check out some Vonnegut. Shoot me, shoot me an email if you have any Vonnegut questions. But uh, somehow I thought I should mention that. Somehow that probably factors into this whole philosophy discussion. And I think we're out of time, bud. Yeah, so, I think we went a little bit long on this episode, but oops. that's all right. Uh, what... What's, I guess, your biggest takeaway or biggest action that our listeners should take here as they kind of come out of this episode? What should they be putting into practice here this next week? Don't be afraid. I'm going to combine something you said with with what I've been talking about. So, so I love this idea of journaling. And don't be afraid to ask yourself or journal, what what are my beliefs? What are my philosophies? What are, what are the ideals, ideals and ideas that are shaping uh, how I, it's an operating system for living. And so there's nothing wrong with getting very clear on what those operating principles are. This goes beyond values. I know we've talked a lot about values and I'm a huge, huge believer. So, so that would be the homework. Take the time to figure out what your operating principles are, your operating philosophy. Awesome. I love it. Well, Martin, thanks again for such a great episode. Uh, Thank you, bud. We'll uh, chat soon. Cheers. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Habits to Goals podcast. I'm so excited that you could be here with us as we explore the habit factor and how habits can actually change your life. We'd love to hear what your big takeaways were from the epi- this episode. Simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash podcast. And you can find all the episodes, all the previous episodes, and the show notes there, as well as all the resources that were mentioned in this episode of the podcast. I also really want to encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or whatever podcast player you listen to because we are delivering a brand new episode to you each and every single Monday and I don't want you to miss a single one. So simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash iTunes and leave uh, and subscribe there. We'd also really encourage you, if you enjoy these episodes, the best way to show your appreciation is to simply go leave a review on iTunes because that helps so many other people find the podcast and realize that this is the podcast for them that could really have an impact in their life, their business, and in just their happiness and wellness. So thank you for tuning into this episode. Remember to go out there and create habits that lead to your success.
If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.